Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Stats and Cone on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. He's Grant Cone. Grant, we are one week, less than a week, away from the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Are you ready for the Underwear Olympics? I am ready for the Underwear Olympics. I'm not going this year. I've never gone to the combine. One year I'd like to go because Lynch will talk. Someone's going to talk. Actually, that's not necessarily the case, right? Kyle doesn't go to this anymore. Somebody has to talk, I think. Thing. Someone has to talk. Well, it's a it's a press conference, and there's a lot to talk about right now. But we'll be watching it together, learning who these I, players are. Exactly. I have gone to the combine multiple times. It is fantastic. I always tell people it's great because there's basically two restaurants where everybody goes to eat, and I'm talking everybody: insiders, coaches, GMs, owners. Oh, it's, it's uh, Roots Chris the and Saint Elmo's. Yes. Say it again. Ruth's Chris and St. Elmo's are the two steakhouses. Okay. They're they're right by the state or the uh, little convention center where they have the uh, where they have all the stuff, and uh, they like to drink. And you could just sit in the bar there and just listen. And I will swear you will hear the most juicy NFL gossip in the world. It's unbelievable. That's a that's a nice selection though. When you go to cover a game in Green Bay and you stay in Appleton, you got two restaurants to choose from: Applebee's, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. He switched up. Yeah. Here's my, here's my, we're going to get to defensive coordinator stuff and how the Niners improve in a second. Just here's my quick beef with St. Elmo's Steakhouse. It's a steakhouse most famous for their shrimp cocktail. That seems weird to me. If you are a steakhouse, you should be known for your steak, not your shrimp cocktail. That being said, I love a shrimp cocktail. So good. I do. Kind of thing you would get at a steakhouse. Yes. My favorite steakhouse is one of the fa- like the really famous one in Brooklyn called Peter Luger. Have you ever gone there? It was what's cool about it. They, they give you the, the menu, and the menu is like steak for one, steak for two, steak for three. <laughs> That's pretty it. There, there's like some options at the bottom, but it's real simple. That is my kind of menu. Uh, before we dive in, I just want to mm-hmm. thank everybody. Uh, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you leave a podcast review, I will read it. This one comes from LTM247. Five stars. Five stars because I love stats and want to support the impressive work he's done since Niners Nation. Don't let Levin tell quick stories. They're never quick. And I just want to get back to the football. Any kind of criticism of my co-host on Thursday's Levin Black, I fully support. So thank you and thank everybody that's helping us get our star rating up on Apple Pods. All right, Grant. 
Hold on real quick. Before we dive into the show, I want to say that I just gave away a signed Brandon Ayuk jersey to Matthew Hernandez. He won the uh, the giveaway. I'm sending it to him today. And I uh, am also giving away a signed Christian McCaffrey jersey. The details are pinned to the top of my Twitter profile. At Grant Cone. You want to enter that giveaway? I'm giving stuff away. Just want to say that. All right. Look at you. Man. Give him back Did to you the at- fan base. Did you go in the locker room and ask Christian McCaffrey to sign the jersey for you to give away? Oh, no, that would be against the rules. I can't do that. I can't ask for with a, with a credential. Can I get your autograph? No. <laughs> At a pristine auction. Well, there you go. That is pretty cool. Uh, I love autographs. I collect autographs. Uh, I got my son, a Debo Samuel autograph mini helmet. I've got Joe Montana and Jerry Rice uh, autograph mini helmet. I've got Bill Walsh's autograph. Uh, I'm a huge, huge autograph fan, so that is very cool. Okay. First, let's I got get Steve into- Young's. I got Steve Young's autograph personally when I was seven, right after he won the Super Bowl, on a Sports Illustrated for Kids card. Um, nice. And it says to, yeah, to Iggy, my main man from Steve. And then he also signed this hat and got Jerry Rice to sign it and Brand Jones to sign it. Seven years old. Spoiled. Damn. Little jealous. Not gonna Spoiled. lie. Hell yeah. I've been a prick ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to refute that. I'm just going to continue. I bet the Steve show. watches the show every once in a while. He's like, I never should have signed that kid's freaking hat. You are not. Look what, my I, main look what I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, defensive coordinator talk is dominating. Tim Kawakami decided to just pull the pin, throw a hand grenade into 49ers Twitter yesterday by throwing out that an announcement of the new coordinator could come soon. Is that could- an announcement, though? No disrespect, but an announcement could come soon. Right. As I said yesterday. Sure, it could come soon or it could or come not. later. Those are the two outcomes. That's the low. I'm going to start breaking news like that. Hey, something might happen tomorrow or not. But if it does, I want credit. But if it doesn't, give me a break. Like, right. I wasn't what? wrong. Yeah. It's a nice world to live in where you could never I'm be sorry. wrong. He did put out a mailbag column today where he says an announcement he thinks could come by the end of the week. He said probably by the end of the week to quote the article. His Guess as who replaces Steve Wilkes is Jeff Ulbrich, who for some 49er fans, you may remember Jeff Ulbrich. He used to be a linebacker for the team. He was a linebacker coach in Atlanta for five or six years. Then he went to the Jets to coordinate their defense. That would be an interesting choice, Grant, but also like a really weird choice because why yeah. would the Jets let him leave? Thank you. That's the first thing I thought. Like, well, job. He's the, he already is a defensive coordinator for a team for the Jets. And they have a good defense. And Robert Sala needs him. Like, why would Robert Sala be like, you know what? My job's on the line. If I don't make this, the playoffs this year, I'm probably getting canned. But you know what, Jeff? Go help the night. Kyle needs you. Kyle needs you. <laughs> I just don't That's see what... that. Maybe it'll yeah. happen. If I were Robert, I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> Not in my interest. So, like, it's a Maybe. weird thing because I think teams can block you from making a lateral move if you're under contract. But also, right. like, if you're the Jets and Jeff Olbrich, like, I want to leave. I want to go to the 49ers. Do you want Jeff Olbrich to coordinate your defense knowing he doesn't want to be there? So, it's a weird situation. Um, I don't – can coordinators even get traded? I have no weak. idea. It just seems kind of weak on Olbrich's part to jump ship. I mean, you're three years in. You're going into year four. You're committed to Robert Sala, and you – this late in the process, you're like, you know what? Actually, I want to take a lateral move with the Niners. Good luck. I don't know if I were Robert Sala, I would hate right. Jeff Ulbrich for life for that. Like, hold on, hold on. You're jumping ship. Why? If you were going to become a head coach, by all means, but you're abandoning your defense, I would hate him. Right. Not that that, the, I don't know. Maybe Jeff Ulbrich doesn't care. 
if you're the Jets, like who do you get to then be your defensive coordinator? Because everybody's off the market too. So it's a, yeah, it's a weird yeah. situation. I'll have to do it himself. It's but a lot. Tim is not throwing that out there for no reason. He's claiming it's just a guess. I always get skeptical when people close to the team say this is just a guess because that is often used for cover on things they've actually heard many, many times. But then again, it's not like the 49ers beat is known for breaking a ton of stories. So maybe it is just a guess. I don't know. But it, it's a weird I'm kind of, thing. If he says it's just a guess, I believe it's just a guess. I mean, it's not like he came out at any point and was like, hey, guys, I heard something. It's, it's pretty concrete. He's like, it could happen. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a guess. Like, okay, I believe it. Hey, if Jeff Ulbrich is the defensive coordinator by the end of the week, I'll have to say this dude's either the best guesser of all time or he knew something. But right now, I'm thinking <laughs> right. he's guessing. And I'm thinking he's guessing, man. His best guess is another team's defensive coordinator. It sounds like a guess. But is that your guess you would make? Like, because of all the stuff we just outlined, that would be your guess? A guy that in a weird situation, a situation we've very rarely seen in NFL history of one coordinator leaving in February to be the same position with another team? That's your guess? Well, I could see why Kawakami feels Ulbrich is a good fit for what the Niners want. Yes. He, you know, coached under Sala. There is a schematic fit. He was Mm -hmm. a linebacker coach and a linebacker and he's from the bay area it's like check 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 sure he's a great fit for what the niners want to do but again why would the jets make this happen you're assuming that jeff Ulbrich's gonna walk in one day and be like robert i'm freaking out of here and you better not block me because if you keep me here i'm not gonna do my work like is that is that's really gonna happen like it, uh, is the niners defense even better than the jets defense Jets defense is really good and getting better and young so i i, I don't know i if the niners can get jeff Ulbrich, nice but I'm skeptical. Here's the reality, though. He Maybe also is like, they also could get Marquand Ma- Manuel or Chris Kiffin. Like, womp, womp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not what anyone wants to hear. If you're Jeff Ulbrich, maybe you're like, I am tired of coaching a great defense where the offense goes three and out and turns the ball over. I want to have a defense where the offense actually scores points, damn it. Because the Jets defense is probably even better than they looked last year, but their offense was so god-awful and turning the ball over and going three and out. I think the Jets defense is probably even better than they looked, and I I can understand why he'd get frustrated by that. I got something else to say. Give me an example. I'm sure there is one, but give me an example of a coordinator forcing his way off a team mm-hmm. to be a court to be a coordinator someone else, somewhere else. Kyle did it. Kyle did it, right? He was in Cleveland. It's true. Okay, he was kind of controversial. And maybe he wouldn't have done it if he didn't have, you know, NFL royalty in his blood. Uh, you really think Ulbrich? I mean, also what if he does it and Kyle poaches Ulbrich? What does that do to his relationship with Salah? I mean, if I were Salah, I'd be like, yo, I hate you, Kyle. Like, you just <laughs> torpedoed my last season, my last chance to keep myself afloat as a head coach. Thank you for everything. And Kyle hates when people poach from his staff, too. So that would be... I don't know. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a scandalous... I mean, look, it's a bold choice from Tim Kawakami. If the Niners pull it off, that'd be some, like... That'd be some evil stuff. But, hey, it's the NFL. He's a good coach. He went to UCLA. Didn't he go to UCLA? No, he didn't go to UCLA, but he coached UCLA. Sorry. I think he went to Uh, San Jose State. Corey Soto says there must be an internal timeline to hire March. I would think they'd want to get it done sooner rather than later. The combine's next week. Uh, You'd like to have your staff in place. That's why I feel like him. I mean, I mean, it could, the whole thing could have been a pretty much an educated guess. Like the combine's coming up. Oh, you think that they might get this done before the combine? Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Like they (laughs) they should, obviously. 
That's a sturdy branch you're on when you say that. They should right? know what their freaking scheme is before they start watching the, the players at the combine. Yep. Well, that's another indication, too, right, that they're probably not going to change the scheme because, first of all, like, I get what Kyle's saying with that. Like, if you change the scheme, you probably don't have enough players on your roster to be able to run that scheme effectively. I think that's really the main reason why he wants to keep the scheme the same is because, like, changing the scheme can often take a couple of years to fully do properly. And the Niners are still trying to win the damn Super Bowl. I have a more cynical reason why they don't want to change the scheme. Oh, all right. What do you got? The players don't want to. Well, These players, I'm not trying to talk too much crap here, but they're very highly paid. And they talk about football like they are coaches from Nick Bosa, to Eric Armstead to Fred Warner, especially Fred Warner. I think they, they don't want to learn new stuff at this point in their careers. I think they've mastered, they think they've mastered their techniques and this particular defense. And there's a lot of results to say that they have. And their attitude is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And there's a lot to be said for that. That's how I think they're, they're acting. And it's going to be hard to get, unless it's Bill Belichick, it's going to be hard to get these players to buy into something else. That's the other sort of aspect to this is the player's voice. And can the next coordinator, whether it's Jeff Ulbrich or whoever, can he get past that sort of outsider mentality, that sort of outsider status? Because it always felt like Wilkes was the outsider. He was running their defense. It wasn't Steve Wilkes' defense. So, And I think that was part of the fit. They, they had problems with fit there with Steve Wilkes early on. So whoever they hire has got to get past that. I don't know if they can. Also, I feel like I think the issue with Wilkes was buy-in more than fit. I think Wilkes bent over backwards to do whatever the hell Nick Bosa and Fred Warner wanted him to do. And when the de the defense collectively played as hard as it could, it great results. I don't know. I, I, I think people have sort of tried to change the narrative on the Steve Wilkes era. It wasn't nearly as bad as people making it seem now that he got fired. He actually did quite well in spite of the impossible position they put him in. Third in points allowed in the entire league. Like I mean, they went from giving up 16.4, I believe, under D'Amico uh, in 2022 to 17.5. Steve Wilkes, you're fired. Like, oh, oh, okay, well, good luck to the next guy. Right. You better not give up 18 and a half points next year. You're out. Don't call zero blitz that should have been an interception that turns into a touchdown at the end of the second quarter because you will pay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that ball hit Tavares Ward in the chest. God, Steve Wilkes must be so mad. It's, I haven't heard his name. Anywhere, by the way, I guess all the spots are filled. So, but yeah. someone should hire Steve Wilkes. He's a good coach. Um, anyway, he's gonna have oh, to take a year off. It sucks. I hate when probably. it happens to a coach. Yeah. Let's look at the bigger picture here. How can the 49ers improve in 2024? The simplest, easiest way for the 49ers to improve in 2024 is for Brock Purdy to get better, to use this offseason to get better, to watch the film, to learn, to make a jump that a lot of quarterbacks make early in their careers. That yeah. is. The simple, it doesn't involve trading anyone, cutting anyone, drafting anyone like that is job one simplest thing. Brock Purdy gets better in 2024. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing to talk about to me. I don't know how much better he can get as a passer. He's had a lot of early success. I think there actually might be a little regression for him. There's a stat. Uh, there, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, a little graphic comparing his first 27 starts to Jimmy's. They're both 21 and six. They're both 67% completion percentage. But the big difference between them is TD to INT ratio. More touchdowns for Brock, fewer interceptions. And I think we, when we watch him, he clearly is a guy who's going to throw more touchdowns more, more often than, than Jimmy. He keeps plays alive. He's more, he takes more risks. He's a better 
Better thrower than Jimmy. The interception thing, though, I still have a feeling and inkling there's going to be some regression there for Brock just because the way I've seen him practice and all the interceptions that have been dropped for him. Maybe I'm wrong, but I still feel like that interception thing could actually regress and he could start throwing more picks. And he still would be a good quarterback, but where he can improve. That was a long preamble that was negative. Where he can improve <laughs> is his is mobility. Like a big reason the Chiefs won the Super Bowl is that Patrick Mahomes ran for more than 60 yards. Purdy can do that. He did it. A big reason he won the NFC championship game is because he ran for almost 50 yards. He should be more aggressive with that. Instead of rush like scrambling a couple times a game, he should be scrambling four or five, six times a game. And if he picks his spots, he could be getting big, big gains. He's a weapon in that way. And I think that's almost like an untapped part of his game. And I like to compare him to Jeff Garcia. That's how Garcia played. That's how Steve Young played. That's how Patrick Mahomes played. 75 scrambles in a season, not 40. Double that. And that was one of the things Brock mentioned. Where do you want to get better in 2024? He said mobility. And I think Mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing like we saw with the Chiefs where you're not necessarily calling power up the middle for Brock Purdy, but in a short yarded situation, you can run a play that has options, right? Like exactly like the Chiefs did. They had an option to Pacheco. They had Kelsey out on the wing. And then they had Mahomes and the play was actually drawn up for Kelsey. But Mahomes says to Andy Reid on the sideline, like if it's not there with Travis, I'll just take it. The 49ers can do that with Brock Purdy. And hopefully Kyle has realized that and they can incorporate that in because I think it's going to help. I think it's going to help Brock. It's going to help the offense and it's going to make passing easier because defenses are going to have to account for Brock's legs. So I think that is definitely a spot where he can get better. Yeah, and it's like, to me, that's how Bill Walsh would want him to play. It's how Mike Holmgren would want him to play. It's how Andy Reid would want him to play. I don't know how Kyle and Brian Greasy want Brock Purdy to play, but Brock, you've established yourself. You've won an NFC Championship game. You can take a little creative license with your own freaking game, and I'm just saying, just like instead of two scrambles a game, make it four or five. And if Kyle has a problem with it, let him play quarterback. What's he going to do? Go to <laughs> Sam Darnold? And if if you have success with it, which you've only had success doing this, you've been, this is to me really an untapped part of your game. Don't just stand in the pocket. Kyle wants you to do that, but you're not Matt Ryan. You're not six, five. Once you start using your legs, I think you just become more effective overall. Use them. Especially if it's man coverage and the Niners receivers are Hell having yeah. trouble getting away from man coverage. If more. You could argue he should have scrambled a lot more in that game. If they're doubling Brandon Ayuk and Debo can't get away from man coverage, Take off, Be a Brock. Be a Let's playmaker. go. So yeah. I, I definitely think so. Um, and I think he will. That's one of the things I like about Brock Purdy. He's honest with himself. He works mm-hmm. hard. He attacks his weaknesses. Like, Jimmy would never – instead of, like, when Jimmy missed that long pass in the Super Bowl, his, his, he's like, well, I'm just not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm just not throwing <laughs> deep anymore. No, no. Brock is not like that. Another reason that despite him, you know, having eerily similar numbers through 27 starts as Jimmy, he's better than Jimmy. And he's going to have a much brighter future. Jimmy just slowly faded. Uh, Brock's about to get married pretty soon. Uh, I guarantee you, if you text Brock Purdy, he will text you back. Like Jimmy Garoppolo literally would ghost the team in the offseason. Like they don't have to worry about that with Brock Purdy. Audacity. Right? That's uh, the Niners. God. I'll where see it all. Jeez. Where do you put Brock right now. We've had a whole season of him as the starter. He was healthy enough to play every game. I know he sat out the last game, but he could have played it. Where do you put Brock as, as a quarterback now in the NFL after having seen him for a full year? Yeah. I, I there's tears. 
And everyone asks, is he elite? I would not consider him elite yet. So there's Patrick Mahomes. He's in like the God tier. And then there's the elite quarterback. So how many would you say are elite? There's not that many. I think at any given time in the NFL, there's like seven elite quarterbacks. So including Mahomes, I think we could probably agree. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. Um, and then after that, I would throw in Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford, and mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. You could argue whatever you want. I think those six are elite. Maybe it's a little too early on Stroud. Maybe Stafford's playing his way out of that. I think he's got, I think he's still right in his prime. Then after that, seven guys. After that, I'd put Purdy right there, you know, in that hell of a quarterback tier with Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray and Jordan Love and Dak Prescott, I think. Those guys. All the yeah. All the guys you mentioned in that elite tier have elite physical skills in multiple areas. Elite mobility, like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, elite mobility, elite arm talent. That's the combination that puts them to tier above. Stafford, Herbert, elite freaking arms. Unbelievable arms. Yeah. Brock doesn't have that part of it. So to me, he'll never be able to get to that level. But that doesn't mean he's not a great quarterback. It doesn't mean he can't win. Doesn't mean he can't win Super Bowls. Um, I think that's the doesn't mean he can't become elite either. Like we said, if he becomes a little bit more mobile and a little bit more aggressive in that part of his game, he could become elite. But right now, I I would rank him eighth out of 32 quarterbacks, which would put him in the top quarter. That's I can't remember the last time the Niners had a top eight quarterback. I I don't think Jimmy was ever top eight in the NFL. God, maybe Kaepernick was for for a minute. Maybe not. I don't know. It was it was a minute. Um, Yeah, maybe a minute. I'm not sure that I would say that Joe Burrow is so much better than Brock Purdy. Okay. That's fair. That's the I mean, only I have one I would take issue with. Or fifth. Yeah. But would you not put Burrow in that elite category yet? I don't know if I would put him elite. I think I would put him like, again, to me, having to be elite is a physical skill guy. Um, I mean, Burrow is awesome. I love Burrow. I love his attitude. I love his. He just luck. looks so good against the Niners this year. Oh, well. He, he that was the best game of the year for him. I mean, he was running around, yeah. he was throwing it. It was unbelievable. It was easy. He didn't break a sweat. No, it was very frustrating. Um, but that is clearly the best path for the 49ers to get better. Is Brock Purdy improving? The other areas where I think the Niners can improve are number one, improving the offensive line, both in terms of starters and in terms of depth. Can that be done this offseason? A hundred percent it can be done this offseason. Absolutely. The Niners have 11 draft picks. This is a draft supposedly chock full of offensive linemen. That is a good combination. So I I think they will. They need to do it. And I think they will improve the offensive line. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, they I mean, we've been talking about their offensive line for a long time, but it just still feels like an unfair scapegoat to put on, you know, that unit when the issue really was. Let's talk about it from a schematic perspective. Before the game, we talked about Chiefs can't stop the Niners run game. So the Chiefs come out and make it their business. They put six on the line. They really sell out to stop it. And the Niners can't beat that. They average like three-something yards a carry. They Their counter to go empty backfield a lot and sort of spread out the Chiefs. You want to put six on the line, we're going to spread you out. Chiefs counter to that was to bring extra pressure, and the Niners couldn't pick it up with their five offensive linemen all game. So it seems kind of like 
Kyle Shanahan got beat by Steve Spagnuolo more than any one offensive lineman got manhandled in this game. So what is Kyle going to do with, if a team with a statistically a bad run defense can just by formation and alignment shut down your run game, take you out of what you want to do and force you to play left-handed, play with these empty back? Like what are you have to have a better answer for for that kind of stuff than what you had in the Super Bowl. You got beat. It's another one that, that cockumatically, it seems like some not so good defenses are pretty good against his offenses in the Super Bowl. Like the Packers have a terrible defense. They're pretty good against him. I agree that in the Super Bowl, I think the Niners blocking issues were more schematical than physical. Although there were some plays where they just got physically beat. That happens every game. I think Spagnolo come com- yes. I think Spagnolo completely took Kyle Shanahan to the cleaners. Um, most of the time they're offensive. Wild. Line- yeah, it was. Spagnuolo is really good. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's another thing I think people aren't realizing with the Chiefs. They have an elite head coach in Andy Reid. They have the best quarterback of his generation in Patrick Mahomes. And they probably have the best or one of the best defensive coordinators he might of his be generation in Steve Spagnolo. So I'm talking about Fangio, but Fangio might be on the way down. Tailing off a little bit while Spagnolo. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Where the offensive line issues crop up is when the Niners get down and they have to go straight passing situations. That was always the trouble. In those situations, to me, it wasn't where the Niners were getting out schemed. It was teams were keeping players back in coverage and the 49ers offensive line literally could not hold up. So you got pressure from the other team's defensive line and they had, you know, seven guys in coverage. And so it becomes really hard for the 49ers to move the ball through the air. So that's why, to me, you have to improve the offensive line. It's because when the game script doesn't go in your way, you need to be able to hold up better than they did. Also, you might be able to dictate more with your running game with a better offensive line. Like it's, you can't have the best running back in the league and then see some front from the defense and be like, oh, we can't run today. Yes. Hey, Christian, you're playing wide receiver today. Sorry, they, they want to do this. We can't. We have like, no, no. You're the, I keep going back to um, the first time Mike Shanahan won a Super Bowl in 97 or January 98 with uh, the Broncos. He had John Elway. Elway didn't play well in that game. He was 12 of 22. I think he threw a pick and his quarterback rating was 50 something. But they ran the ball 30 times with Terrell Davis, who went for like 150 yards, three touchdowns. He just couldn't be stopped. He was the best. Their running game was great all year. Packers couldn't stop. Broncos win. That's you. That should be you too, Kyle. You have a running back on that level. Why can't you dictate with your running game? I mean, that should be your goal to do that. You don't want to be the empty backfield, pass the ball around team. That's not you. I think that, yes, you're right about John Elway and the Broncos. That was also a long time ago. ago. You know, the game is, the game is so tilted now towards passing offenses, but I mean, you certainly would like. I just thought Shanahan's scheme was outside zone play. Not really in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not really. I don't know. I don't even know what his scheme is anymore. You would certainly players. like to give Christian McCaffrey a better offensive line than they have. Like you have Trent Williams, who's awesome, but then you can make easily. You could easily draft a player in the first round in April's draft, or even maybe the second round. That's better than Colton McKivitz or better than Spencer Burford. Like that's not a pie in the sky. Oh my God, you're such a Homer take. And if that's the case, then not only do you have to do it, but like, 
how can you have given Christian McCaffrey that offensive line? And by the way, he led the league in rushing this year. Absolutely. I mean, they run, yeah, they run to the left so much. They do have, I mean, Trent Williams is really good, and Aaron Banks is good too. Spencer Burford is really young, and he has promise. Coleman Kivitz is tough. Like, I used to, we used to make fun of Mike McGlinchey. Maybe that was childish. I don't want to make fun of Colton McKivitz. It's Colton McKivitz is a tough guy. The thing with McGlinchey that would kill me was he'd talk like a coach. Then he'd make one mistake, and he'd get in his head and make two more. You see it happen all the time. Colton McKivitz doesn't talk like a coach. He doesn't compound his mistakes. He's a tough dude. I like Colton McKivitz. Still, it's a very important position. And the way the Niners play with empty backfields, like you don't always have tight end help. He wasn't getting tight end help in the, in the Super Bowl. That guy needs to be almost as good as your left tackle, if not as good as your left tackle. And Colton McKivitz isn't. Like, that's a guy who's going to be making $20 million a year if he's good. What, why don't you want to, why don't you take that position seriously? Trade Debo for a right tackle. That's what the oh, Chiefs would do. You know what I'm saying? Or like for, for a pick. They, they let Tyreek Hill go and just invested their offensive line. And then they drafted more wide receivers. My attitude on Colton McKivitz has evolved throughout the year. And I just landed on the point where like, this is not Colton McKivitz fault. This is the best that he can do. They never should have gone into the season with Colton McKivitz as the unquestioned starter with no competition whatsoever. That was just always a crazy thing. I'd love to see Colton McKivitz stick around as a backup. 100% fine with that. But you got to improve that spot. I'm not as high on Spencer Burford as you are. I think he's a backup at best. Um, they need to improve all those spots, even center. Like Jake Brendel's been. I wouldn't just okay. hand Spencer Burford a starting job, but I think, I mean, right. he's under contract. He's young. He's got a chance. You want he'd be in a good. He'd be good in a competition. But yeah, like they don't really run to the right very well. Well, the way they run the ball is the point of attack is to the left, and they cut back to the right if the defense over pursues, and that's their run game. But if they could actually run the ball to the right as well at the point of attack, they'd be so much better. And hopefully they will. I, I Like I said, I think it's inconceivable that they don't draft at least one offensive lineman this year. I know I would have said that last year, too. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. I would have been wrong last year, but I don't, there's no way they go two years in a row without taking an offensive lineman. No right? way. No way. See, to me, if they, tr- if they were to trade Brandon Ayuk, which, I mean, you could argue whether they should or they shouldn't. But if they were to do it and they were to get like a top 15 pick, you better take an offensive lineman, an offensive tackle with that pick, someone who could replace Trent Williams one day. Yep. And then take an off a wide receiver, you know, in the late first or the second round. Again, that's what the Chiefs would do, in my opinion. I'm not saying they should trade Brandon Ayuk. There's a lot of people I'll trade in this team before I would trade Brandon Ayuk. But if that's who the Niners want to trade, that's how you handle it. To me, it all depends on the offer you get for Brandon Ayuk. If yeah. you get a ridiculous offer of like a first and a third, I would say bye-bye, number 11. I would use it to draft an offensive lineman, like you yeah. said, and I would look to fill the wide receiver position later in the draft. You know, I would figure it out. But that's ab- I think this team is a better overall team with a better offensive line and Kyle Shanahan calling plays than it is with the same offensive line and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel still there. I do. And I still would rather... Sorry, go ahead. I, I still would rather trade Debo Samuel and take the dead cap hit than trade Brandon Ayuk. I know it makes more financial sense to trade Brandon Ayuk, but I don't think it makes anything more than just financial sense to trade Brandon Ayuk. He's so good, and he has great chemistry with with Brock Purdy, and they're about the same age. They should be playing together for a long time. If I had to choose, I, like just from a player perspective, 
taking money yeah. out of the equation, thousand percent. Ah, you go over to you. Hell yeah, thousand percent. Um, it's hard to swallow the twenty-one million dollar dead cap hit to come and trade him. Sure, I get yeah. it, but if you trade him for a blue chip player, um, y- you know, you get over it in a year. It won't kill your team. I wouldn't be shocked if we heard Ayuk trade rumors next week at the combine. Uh, look, all the they're all there. All the GMs, all the coaches, all the agents are there. Also, like there's tampering that is going on that will go on. So I mean, and I think pretend you're a GM from another team. You're watching the Niners. They only give Ayuk six targets in the Super Bowl. He gets three catches. He's despondent afterward. You need a wide receiver. Are you not thinking? Let me see what I can do over there. I don't think they're that committed to him. I think they might be able. I might be able to trade for him. I think it'd be well, smart to trade for Brandon Ayuk. I think he actually is underrated, and he's a bit of a bargain. Speaking of the Jets, we were talking about the Jets earlier with the whole Jeff Ulbrich thing, right? Oh, Ayuk for Ulbrich. <laughs> Robert Sala is really, you know, he has to win this year or he is going to be fired. You're hoping to get Aaron Rodgers back. You have Garrett Wilson, who's awesome, who's like way better than people even think because his quarterback play has been so bad. If you're the Jets, don't you approach the 49ers and be like, if we could pair Brandon Ayuk with Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Brees Hall, we're going to win in our defense. Like, we're going to win. Maybe they'd be more willing to give up a higher pick or multiple picks for a Brandon Ayuk than maybe some other teams. I think John Lynch should be calling everybody. Just get the sense of the market out there. I think that's his job. Like, figure it out. What is the market? What is the maximum return we can get for Brandon Ayuk? And then you decide if you want to trade him or not. Yeah, they're spending a lot of money on Rodgers, though. I don't know if they'll be if they could afford it. He may be a better fit for a team like Houston or any team with a uh, quarterback on a rookie deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, any team that's smart would want Brandon Ayuk because you see, like, all you have to do is give him the targets that Ceedee Lamb gets, give him the targets that Justin Jefferson gets, give him 150 targets, 170 targets a year, see what happens. His numbers are going to go through the roof. It's going to be a good investment. You're actually buying low on Brandon Ayuk. He's young. He's durable. He's tough. He blocks. He's underutilized. Like, yeah, trade for Brandon Ayuk. And it's a bad time to it's a bad time to trade Brandon because you're trading low. You artificially suppressed his value by not giving him the freaking ball on the Super Bowl. It's crazy to think how he much went to more. Instead. That was smart. It's crazy to think how much more could be there with he had 75 catches for over 1300 yards this year like and we're, we're all we all kind of agree he would have done way more with more targets which is it's crazy man but i think i'm the kind of guy who could lead the league in receiving yards once or twice he could do it he just needs the opportunities nick eller youtube channel member shout out to you nick and all our youtube channel members if you want to become one it's less than three dollars a month you get custom emojis you get membership badges you get priority comment response if you want a follow on x i will give you one if you want it if you don't i'll leave you the hell alone but i would appreciate the support either way nick says wouldn't an upgrade at right tackle put kittle out for more passes i think they needed an upgrade at center also i have to say i am all set with seeing george kittle pass blocking for the rest of his career. He doesn't do it a ton. I don't ever want to see it again for any reason, Grant. Yeah, he's making like $22 million this year. It's not to help out the right tackle who you're trying to save money <laughs> on. You know, get a, and it's fine. You don't want to spend market rate on a right tackle. It's expensive. Okay, we'll go get a guy in, the, in round one. Please. And I know the Niners, their philosophy, going back to the Niners, to the 90s, the Shanahan philosophy is you'd rather have sort of like, you don't need a premium athlete to right tackle. You need someone tough. 
someone who was redshirted in college, a five-year player, someone who's just kind of a dog. Yeah, but now if you really, like to this person's point, if you want to open up, free up George Kittle, you need an athlete at right tackle. A guy who can operate in space in pass protection. You need it. And like, yeah, you don't have to have an all-pro at every spot, but you could draft one and like, he could be like he could become one and outplay his draft set. Like nobody would. What turn if they had trade? What if they had traded Buckner and drafted Worfs instead? Then that trade yeah. would have been good. It would have been an actual good trade. But that's uh, I want to say something about that before I get to uh, some more of the super chats too, because I think people are like, you can't trade Ayuk and draft a wide receiver. Look what happened with Buckner and Kinlaw. Like that doesn't mean that it would never work out if you trade a guy and draft his replacement. Like just because it didn't work out with Buckner doesn't mean you should never try it again. It means they screwed that one up. They got it wrong. But if Kinlaw ended up being a good player, it would have been a smart move by the 49ers. It depends on what you do with the return that you get for that player. And that's why like if the Niners were to trade, IU could be important for them not to say, we have to spend this pick on a wide receiver. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you don't. You have to spend this pick on the best player available if you don't know what position is going to be it may not even be an offensive lineman like when they traded they got rid of trent brown and they needed a right tackle they passed on derwin james and minka fitzpatrick because they had to take mcglinchy like don't put yourself in that position take the best player available if you trade brandon Ayuk. otherwise you're going to lose the trade because brandon Ayuk is going to get better he's going to put the bar real high to win the trade so make sure you get a great player not just someone who fills a need Corey soto says, regardless if they trade Brandon Ayuk or not, this team is going to regress. Purdy, et cetera, and the window will be closed. Next year, we'll be talking rebuild. I don't think so. I don't think I agree with that. Not all of it. Purdy might regress, maybe, but they do still have a pretty young core. Warner's still pretty young. Bosa's still pretty young. Hufanga's pretty young. Jair Brown obviously has a little ways to go, but he's still a very young player. Christian McCaffrey is, what, 28? I was going to say there are two players that are kind of right on the cusp, but you wonder how long are they going to be playing at an elite level? And one guy may not even be playing at an elite level anymore. Bosa and McCaffrey. Those two are so important to what the Niners do. And McCaffrey is, is at the top of his game now, has been for the last couple of years. How much longer? And with Bosa, like, was this year an aberration or is he slowly turning into Joey? I need to know. I mean, I thought Bosa had an awesome Super Bowl. I thought he was for fantastic sure. in this. He was Bowl. good. He was good. Um, McCaffrey see turned... him do it for a full season now. Like, dude, you're not that old. Or are McCaffrey you? McCaffrey turns 28 this summer. Uh, okay. Bosa is 26. He'll be 27 in October. Oh, actually, Nick Bosa has the same birthday as my wife and my son. I hey, how about that? About that. Um, but they have a lot. Your quarterback is 24, by the way. So, like, you know, some of their players are getting older. Yes, Kittle's older. I would definitely worry about Debo as he starts to get older, although he's not, you know, he's not 30 years old yet. But some of their players are getting older. Armstead is older. But I still think they have enough good young players to where we're not going to be talking about rebuild in a year. Corey, God, I hope we're not talking. I think Purdy's too good, too, for them to just fall apart. Like, he's not Jimmy. Maybe I'm wrong. I I really do think Purdy's a good quarterback. I was all over as being a fraud immediately. I don't see that with Brock. I really don't. Even Gold though I do Tau. think the interception is going to be an issue for him. Sorry. Gold Tau says, is Kyle's daddy sabotaging Kyle to never match him? Man, it is weird. Some 49er fans go into the psychological aspects of the shed of hands, man. I'm not qualified to make that statement, but Kyle's a, a big boy, 
you know, he shouldn't let himself be sabotaged. He's got to be the one to make the decisions. You'd love to know what Mike privately thinks of his son right now. Like, I was better. <laughs> well, I was better. A, yeah, that's a hard legacy to live up to. Although I will say, like, you know, Mike didn't get his Super Bowls until very late in his uh, coaching life. So Kyle is still young, 44. Though. No, hold on. Hold on. Mike Shanahan was born in 52. He won in 98. He was 40. 45. Oh, okay, never mind. So next year, Kyle will be 45 next year. And he'd already so won one as a coordinator. So Yeah, Kyle, you're running out of time, man. This is time. <laughs> it's not really running out of time. You're running out of time. Otherwise, your dad's going to have this little smirk on his face at every Thanksgiving. You know what that smirk is going to be about. Oh, man. Uh, look, Mike is still very involved in everything happening with the 49ers. He still gets – he's he's still very involved. At one point, he had an office at the 49ers facility. So, you know, don't think that he is separate from that. I still argue that he has the most influence over Kyle than anybody else that works for the no, 49ers. No, I disagree. Team. It's us. Quality control. I want an office. <laughs> and a salary. Please. Right. The salary more so than the office. I'm willing to work remote. The salary is really what I need. Good point. The other area where I think the 49ers need to improve, I think they need help in the secondary. And they're by far not the only team that can say that. Like, everybody needs to get deeper in the secondary. It's hard to find good players in the secondary. I don't think they're in a horrible spot, but you've got Hufanga coming off an ACL. Gibson is older. Plus, honestly, like, he's had his good and bad moments. I don't know how much more juice you can expect to squeeze out of him. At corner, I think they got very, very lucky that Charveris Ward stayed healthy all season long. I think they would have been in a real bind if he had gotten hurt. So I would love to see them get some more depth in the secondary. They definitely need a third corner. No offense to Ambry Thomas, but no. Isaiah Oliver, no. <laughs> he'll be gone. Maybe Luther Jr. I mean, he'll get his chance next year. We'll see what he's got. But they need to draft a guy, which is, you know, they could draft a guy on day three or, or day two. But I think a spot on defense, they really need to upgrade. There's a couple spots. Um, linebacker. They, yep. they never really replaced Aziz Alshair to begin with. And then when Dre Greenlaw went down, Oren Burks got just torched. I don't think you want him starting for your defense. I never really – you need a good linebacker two, linebacker three. They don't have that right now. They have the two guys who were drafted last year. See what they got. But they need to bring in reinforcements at linebacker and then – it, the bookend for Bosa, it can't be Chase Young. Sorry, that didn't work. They, they, they really missed him. They, they need someone else at that spot. Charles Amenahu. Like, they, you know, he was a good player for the Chiefs. He got hurt. They need, they're still searching for that. And I want to say this too, because I've heard this narrative pop up. Well, if they had those three first round picks for Trey Lance, you know, that they'd be a lot better. They'd be a lot deeper. And yes, that's true. But that isn't, the reason why they have these question marks on the roster. The reason they have these question marks on the roster is because the guys that they have picked haven't yeah. worked out. They have not gotten a lot of value out of their draft classes recently. Especially throw it up on the screen. Yeah. Last two, man. Right. Like you've got Jair Brown, you got value out of him, you got value out of Jake Moody. And then the rest of the draft class this year. Jake Moody might not even be on the team next year, though. I mean, we'll see about that. They got nothing, zero. Darrell Luter, Robert Watson. Beal, D. Winners, right. Braden Willis, Ronnie Bell, Jalen Graham. 
Nothing. Nothing. Not like, like if if a couple of those guys are just league average players, the 49ers are in such a better spot. Let's look at 2022. Drake oh Jackson. Not, they traded for Cam uh, for Chase Young because Drake Jackson stinks. Ty Davis Price, congratulations. He's the he's the Eagles' fourth round running back or fourth running back now. Danny Gray, nothing. Spencer Burford, they've been starting. Okay, you could say they got value. Best player so far. Pick. Right. Yeah. Samuel Womack, Nick Zakel, Kalia Davis, Tariq Castro Field. Nothing. 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 Okay. Now Purdy, obviously, yes, but so so they got two players in the last two drafts. Right. Now let's go to 2021. Trey Lance. Right. We know how that went. Aaron Banks has been a starter. Okay. Trey Sermon stunk. Mm-hmm. Ambry Thomas has been up and down at best. Jalen Moore stinks. Lenore, very good value out of Lenore, especially for a fifth round pick and Hufanga and Mitchell. The end of that draft class is excellent. Good draft. Actually, it wasn't a bad draft, but compared <laughs> compared to the last two drafts, it was a fun, it was a bonanza. <laughs> 2020. Javon Kinlaw, one good year. Brandon Ayuk, excellent Great pick. pick. Colt McKivitz, Charlie Warner's backup tight end. You guys starting tackling in round five? That's a, that's a good pick. Shout out to uh, Colt McKivitz. Big fan. Just because you start a guy doesn't mean he's actually like starter level. It just means that you don't have anybody. But you know what I mean? Like It's a good fifth round pick is all I'm saying. It's it's not a bad fifth round pick. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Juwan Jennings, excellent value in the seventh round. Excellent. Hell yeah. And then 2019 was, oh, man. Bosa one, and Debo two, Dre Greenlaw in the fifth. Like, holy Oh, hell, you just casually scroll past Wisnowski? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Come on. But the, the I think the point overall is they have not gotten the value out of the guys that they have picked, and that's why they're in the spot. It's not because they didn't have three first-round picks because of the Trey Lance deal. That hurt for sure, but they could have been in a much better spot but they have gotten, it's like either their picks are home runs or strikeouts. Like nobody, they never just hit a single with a draft pick. Look at their third round, their second and third round picks the last few years. I mean, oh, they've man. missed way too many, like not just guys who aren't that good, but guys who like aren't in the league. Right. You can't miss like that in round two and three. Drake Jackson, Danny Gray, tied of his price, Trey Sermon, just flat out whiffs. Cam Latu, my goodness. Look at the names. Can't I mean, miss like that in round three. Round two, Jalen Hurd. That is rough. And again, it's like no contribution. It's not just like, hey, this guy's not as good as we thought. It's nothing. Like, can't even be active some of the time. Like, that's what really, really hurts you. And what's weird about it, too, is like this team is too good at drafting to be this bad in one particular round. Like, is there something different (laughs) about your process in this one round? Is someone who's not particularly like, you know, hasn't really done their homework, just picking players at random? What's going on? Don't know. And it'll be it'll be interesting. Adam Peters is not here anymore. Does that change some of the 49ers philosophy? I'm not saying Adam Peters was was responsible for those third round picks because I don't know. But I mean, you know, am I gonna sit here clutching my pearls now that Adam Peters is gone? No. My guess though is that Kyle's responsible for those picks. Those are Kyle picks. Jalen Hurd. Well, Jalen Hurd at least was injury related. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I think that's that's the guy who picks those. Like probably yeah. Lynch takes the first couple round or the first round for sure. That's Lynch. And then maybe Kyle gets to take day two. I don't know. I think the thing with Kyle is if Kyle wants a guy, he gets him. I don't think it's all like Kyle scouting, but I think He's like Joe, wait Williams, day three for that. Joe Williams, a perfect example. Kyle was pounding mm. the table for Joe Williams. He gave them absolutely nothing. He freaked out that he wasn't going to get him. He had to sleep on it. 
CJ Beathard. Kyle loved CJ Beathard in the third round. Wasn't willing to to, to sleep on that one. God forbid. Like, that's the difference. So some of those absolutely lay at the feet of Kyle Shanahan. Um, not all of them, I don't think. But they they got to get better. I feel like such a head coach pick. I need a, I need a kicker. Let's get the best kicker. Okay, he but you don't fine. really know much about this guy. Yeah, but you said he's good, right? Let's get him. I see so the kicker thing. Like it didn't hurt him at all. It didn't hurt them at all. They were the number one seed. They got to the Super Bowl. He made two huge 50-plus yard kicks in the Super Bowl. Like, Dick Moody is, was not was not the 49ers' problem. He missed a kick in every playoff game. I, I don't want that headache. And they still got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> not because of him. <laughs> but, like, you were all like, I, Robbie I Gold's never headache. missed. I, I he he produces crazy. anxiety. I wouldn't want that anxiety. I just want to think about my kicker ever. And you have to think about Moody. Oh my God. Can you trust him to make an extra point? Is there too much pressure? He Will they ice like, him? Oh my God. He missed like two extra points the whole year. Two. Yeah. But he really, really missed what? <laughs> five kicks in the last four games. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he did not end Very. the season as good as he started. No. That's for sure. But also rookie years. Well, well a lot of- use the word. Well, didn't, didn't finish it. Well, was that was I mean, that wrong? Missing that extra point really, really let the Chiefs push it into Dude, overtime. Could have been a four point lead. Point, point lead. Like that extra point is so overblown in terms of reasons why the 49ers lost the game. It's absurd. It is crazy how people think like that one extra point. Like you, you think the 49ers I mean, would have won if he made that extra point? That's not why they point. lost. They could have used that point. Well, obviously, pretty more much points a gimme. is better than less points, but yeah. But again, I mean, overall. I think he was fine. I think they might have won a regulation if he had that point. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, man. Who the hell knows? Nobody can I had say a Merry Christmas. Sure. I had another Merry Christmas. I think it's very possible that he's much better next year. A lot of times kickers quote unquote struggle in their rookie year and then end up being much better players. So I would not even consider cutting Jake Moody next year. It wouldn't even enter wouldn't my consider it. No. Wow. Why am I, I? I'm good with kicker. I've I've invested in the process. He was fine. We can move on. I have way bigger problems than kicker. I don't trust him. Hey, if he's on the team next year, I'm blaming you. No. If he misses a kick, it's your fault. <laughs> well, you could sign me up for that blame because he's going to miss at least one. Uh, Jeffrey Ray says, would Brock have the same interceptions in Baltimore if we had a solid offensive line and a right tackle? Brock did not have an interception problem. He didn't. Where is this narrative coming from? I blame you for that. He threw five picks against four picks against Baltimore. That's what he's talking about. Right. But overall, he's just saying like, like, would that have been less of an issue if he had a better offensive line? I don't know. Let's find out. It seems like he's really, really, really good from a clean pocket. He had 11 picks on the year and four of them came in one game against the Ravens. Did he have some drop picks? Sure. Did every other quarterback in the entire National Football League? Absolutely. I think we pay a lot more attention to it with Brock Purdy than we do other quarterbacks because there's a lot of people that are convinced that Brock Purdy is not any good, so they have to point to the dropped interceptions as a reason why. They ignore the actual good once stuff. Again, Rob, once again, Rob, no one thinks Brock isn't any good. No one thinks that. Everyone acknowledges he's good. We do this every week, man. I'm not letting you get away with it any, anymore. Not. I'm Batman, and you're the Joker, and I won't let it stand in Gotham City. No. Everyone thinks Brock Purdy's really good. I don't. Think That's so. an outdated argument. I don't think that everyone thinks. You don't think there's nobody. If there's Brock one Purdy's person who good. doesn't think Brock Purdy's really good, you're going to be on a crusade to, to change that person's opinion. I respect it. 
But I you got me. A, I think he's really good. I think I'm there's a lot side. of people that think Brock Purdy's just mid. I think there's a lot of people that think that. I think there's still oh a lot God. of people that think he's not good. Let's go. Let's go door to door and be like, I heard you think Brock Purdy's mid. I heard you think it. No, it's no. Well, tell me why. I want to know. Do you remember that? Was that Jay and Bob, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they go door to door and they beat up every person that gave their movie a bad review? Let's do that. But I don't know for Brock Purdy's. Sorry, that NFL movie wasn't even that good. Niners for life. Just realized two former Niner players, Gabbert and McKinnon, have more Super Bowl rings than Kyle and Lynch's Niner team. I mean, okay, wow, a backup quarterback got a Super Bowl ring. Like, how is that some sort of indictment of Kyle Shanahan? That's I got under weird. Rob's skin, though. You could tell he didn't like it. He was like, okay. I just think it's a weird take. I mean, well, at least McKinnon played in the game, but like, wow, Blaine Gabbert. Also, Richie yeah. James. Richie James. Yeah, I has, saw a, that. Has, a, has a ring too. I mean, David Carr has a quarterback, has a Super Bowl ring. Shavarius Ward could have three rings right now, but he left. Steve Young has three, but no one ever <laughs> talks about it because he has two. two as a backup quarterback. Jimmy G has two. What do you think you cherish more? Do you think you, well, I shouldn't say that because I guess the answer is obvious, but like you've got the, like the Niners are going to get rings this year. They're going to get NFC championship rings or a ring you won as a backup player that didn't play in the Super Bowl. Neither. Right? Like Fred yeah. was asked about the NFC. Yeah. He was asked. Like, I don't asked know about, he was like, yeah. that's cute. I don't even know where the ring is. Like he probably did literally, it's probably in, you know, a closet somewhere. I don't know. That's yeah. That bad. comment did get under my skin. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That's all I got yeah. for this week. Combine is next week. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm super excited. I could read mock drafts again. Cause the Niners actually have a first round pick. I love mock drafts. I don't expect them to be accurate. I honestly don't even care if they're accurate. I read them to just think about the possibilities. I always say mock drafts are candy, right? I eat it because it tastes good. That's part why of the reason I, like I want the drafts. Niners to trade Ayuk is because it'll give them like a higher pick and it'll make me more into mock drafts. Look, the, the Niners move up in the first round. If they have the guy they want, the Niners are not afraid to move up and make a deal. They are not afraid what to. What is Debo worth in a trade, pick wise? Talk about selling. No no one wants I that think, contract. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you can get a second for Debo. Maybe. Maybe a second. Depending on what about where Kittle? You oh, it's a tight end, and he's older, and he's expensive. Maybe a two. Third? Probably, probably a third and, and more, I would say. What about Ayuk? Can you get top 15 for Ayuk? I think 15 is probably the like right the sweet the spot, yeah. I would say. Yeah, Maybe I don't think 20. you're gonna get. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a top ten pick for Brandon Ayuk at this point. What about Brock Purdy? If you want to get crazy? You want to get stupid? What are we, That's we get an interesting for Brock question. Purdy? What are you getting for Brock? <sighs> top ten? Probably not that much, right? So, so you're sitting here saying everybody thinks Brock Purdy is good, but you're not. If if that was the case, you'd get a first round pick for him, right? You're not getting I a first get a round top pick ten pick for him, man. I mean, would you rather have Brock Purdy or Drake May? Oh, Brock I think teams would say Drake May. J.J. McCarthy. I, I think know. they would say, I would rather spend that pick on that player and because their floor could be Brock Purdy, but their ceiling might Maybe. be way higher. I think that's what they would say. Maybe. I'd much rather have Brock Purdy than J.J. McCarthy, and I'm a hater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Ray says, Brock is great, Rob. 49ers didn't draft an offensive lineman in 23. I know. Yeah. What? Sure. <laughs> uh, we agree, but uh, thank you very much for the super chat. We appreciate that. Yeah, that's an interesting question. What would Brock Purdy get? Would you trade a top 10 pick? I don't think most teams would. 
I think teams would say, I'd rather roll the dice on a guy that we think has a higher ceiling. Possible. That's interesting. I wonder if someone could get to the bottom of that. It'd be an interesting uh, article. What is actually Brock Purdy worth? Somebody's going to get paid in the open market a lot. Give me some Brock Purdy trade rumors next week at the combine. Yeah. Think of the content creators, people. Come on. We need. Hey, wasn't it last year at the combine when the rumors came out that the Niners might be sort of kind of interested in Kirk Cousins if things don't work out so great with Brock? Because yep. he hadn't had a surgery yet. So maybe, maybe there'll be some weird, freaky rumors coming out in a week. I hope so. Here's to weird and freaky. <laughs> They're all there. They're all at the combine. They're all talking about everything. That's what goes on. And that's what you have to do. You have to see what's out there. You, Hell, the 49ers ended up trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't know. Kyle Shanahan took a call from Bill Belichick. You have to have the conversations. Also, the Niners almost pivoted to Tom Brady last year. So you never really know what Kyle Shanahan's thinking, mm-hmm. especially after he loses the Super Bowl. This team is never boring. There's, don't forget that. They're never going to be boring. Garrett Starr says, what happened to Danny Gray? I don't know. Is Danny Gray still alive? Yeah, he wasn't good. That's what happened. Right. This just in. Danny Gray. He wasn't good. I'm sorry. Not him. Nope. The wide receiver search continues. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network wherever you get your pods. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe to the Grant Cohen YouTube channel. We'll be here every Wednesday for you. Grant, what do you have coming up? Well, I got a uh, stream with Jesse tonight, Niners After Dark, which gets freaky and weird. Then I got a show with uh, the coach tomorrow morning, and uh, I'm going to be trying to do a couple bonus shows maybe this afternoon maybe tomorrow just because so that's what i'm up to yep i'm trying to do some bonus shows i'll be live with levin black later tonight because we're not going to be able to go live on thursday so we'll do that later tonight hopefully by then according to tim kyle comedy we could have a new defensive coordinator so we could maybe could potentially could could come now could come later those are the two options kyle comedy is reporting enjoy it everybody we'll talk to you enjoy